Bill White from the faceoff gives it to Lowell McDonald. McDonald ahead to Irvin at center, down across the Chicago line. Irvin's left foot, he scores! And Irvin! And the Kings lead 5-2. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. However, the views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and other contributors. They do not necessarily represent those of the Los Angeles Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. We're continuing our 50 Kings series this week with one of the very first LA Kings, Lowell McDonald. Before we get to that, though, it's time for another friendly reminder to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or whichever podcast app you use, iPhone or Android. And if you've got Kings fans, friends or family that don't listen to the podcast, tell them to listen to the podcast. Uh, We know you love the Kings, and this podcast is just one more way to hear and learn about the team we all love. Um, Also to hear grown men debate which dog is the cutest. We've got range. Now that that's out of the way, time for Dave Joseph to introduce us to Lowell McDonald. Do it, Dave. As the Kings continue to celebrate our 50th anniversary, our 50 Kings series continues at LAKings.com. And our guest this week is former Kings forward... Number 11, Lowell McDonald. Lowell, thanks for doing this. Uh, it's Dave Joseph alongside Jesse Cohen. First of all, I was going to say that you're the pride of New Glasgow, Nova Scotia, but then I read somewhere you're the pride of Thorburn, Nova Scotia. So which is uh, it, Lowell? Well, Thorburn is, New Glasgow was where the hospital was. Thorburn is where I, I grew up. It was just a small town outside New Glasgow, your typical uh, suburb of uh, a bigger town. Well, Lowell, we want to talk about your time with the Kings, obviously. Uh, You came to the L.A. Kings in the 67-68 expansion draft uh, after playing in Detroit, but you were traded to Toronto, but never actually played in Toronto. Can you, do you remember how that all worked and how you ended up in L.A.? Yeah, you know, it's funny how, uh, you know, (laughs) excited about going to Toronto. I I loved Detroit. uh, Gordy uh, was awfully good to me, and uh, and I'm hoping to see R- Red uh, Kelly out there because Red was also uh, real good to me, and then was my coach in both places. But uh, in Toronto, I got hurt at training camp the first year. Uh, went down to Tulsa to get into shape. Got hurt again down there with a broken shoulder, and never made it back. Uh, next year, went to training camp with the same. How would you say it? Vision of uh, making the team had a, a tonsillitis operation. Again, got sent down there to uh, how would you say it? Get into shape, uh, tore stomach muscles, and <laughs> never made it back. So, thank heavens, my uh, two seasons that I belonged to Toronto uh, came to an end. Thank, thanks to the L.A. Kings. Uh, you were selected in the expansion draft. You were one of the inaugural Kings. And if I'm not mistaken, you were on the ice when the first ever goal in LA Kings history was scored. Do you remember that moment? Well, yeah, I think I'm trying to remember. Was it uh, Brian Kilray? Or... Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. See, I played with uh, with Teddy Irvin and, uh, and Brian Kilray uh, and myself for quite a while. And then... Uh, uh, for some, you know, normal the normal circumstances always occur that uh, uh, they end up juggling the, the lines, and so I went to Gordy Labossier, became uh, uh, Teddy and I's uh, centerman for uh, for quite a while. But uh, it was uh, it was exciting. Uh, if you can imagine, uh, Thorburn was a small coal mining town. 
you know, I'd been in uh, Detroit and, uh, you know, been in Toronto for a very short uh, period, been uh, from there to to Tulsa. Uh, And so, you know, I was used to the the city, but L.A. is a different city altogether. And so it was exciting and it was also, how would you say it's scary from some, uh, some ways. We're we're looking back on it from hindsight. We've got 50 years of history with the franchise. You were there when it first started. Um, Did you think that hockey had a chance to last in Southern California? You know, I'll never forget. I I remember (laughs) Jack Kent Cook, uh, you know, whether it was in the paper or whether uh, he said it on the But he said, you know, it's funny. There was 500,000 Canadians living in Los Angeles. He said... I thought we would, they'd all be flocking to the rink. He said, I had no idea that they came out to L.A. to get away from the cold weather and hockey, he said. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had some pretty good crowds at times. Where there was no question that Toronto and Montreal uh, and, and the original you know, teams, uh, D- Detroit, the Rangers, and uh, Chicago, and Boston, uh, you know, were were big draws. I, I I'd have to say that the Toronto, M- Montreal, and, and it's you know I hate to say it, it's still the same today. <laughs> I looked at the ball game the other last couple of nights in in uh, Seattle uh, when the Blue Jays were in there, and I thought maybe all the people that were in L.A. moved up to Seattle uh, <laughs> to, to cheer for the Blue Jays. But uh, it, it's funny the the Canadian fans. Uh, Love their uh, their sports, hockey, baseball, you name it, uh, and uh, so it it was a great place. Uh, you know, we 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 had a uh, we, we we had a good team, uh, and and uh, at times we we uh, how would you say gave every, everybody a good run for their money. Well, Lowell, you were actually uh, predicted to finish last in the West that first season. Instead, you, your team went thirty-one, thirty-three, and ten, and finished a point out of first place. Lost in the quarterfinals to Minnesota that year in the playoffs. Did you guys expect that? A, a group of guys that had never played together, and then here you are, just finishing a point out of first. Well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, uh, uh, you know. But uh, uh, yes, and and no, we had a had a team that could score. There was no question. And I think the other thing, <laughs> Dave, that happened was, you know, anybody from the rest of uh, uh, Canada, where, where most of the players, you know, were coming from at that time, you know, the magic of L.A. <laughs> I, I don't think we, we were the best home team in the league, and we may have been the worst road team That's in the right. league. That's right. <laughs> but uh, it, I think the novelty of, uh, you know, Hollywood, uh, Disneyland, uh, uh, and that kind of concept, uh, you know, kind of uh, took everybody's attention away from the game at uh, at, at hand. But uh, you know, that that doesn't occur anymore. Everybody's been to LA, so uh, you know you can't baffle you. You have to baffle them with good good hockey players now. When you when you guys you're speaking about your home record when you played the Canadian teams, I know a lot of nights there were sparse crowds at the Forum. But when the Canadian teams came into town, there were more people in the seats. And you guys actually had a good record against Canadian teams that year. And you won your first two games against Montreal. Was that, did that say something about you guys? Did that kind of, was that like a, a measuring stick for you? Well, yes. Oh, because we, you know, we, we were, as I say, mostly all Canadians. Uh, those days, you know, are, are long gone now. 
that the United States are producing every uh, good a hockey player as Canada is producing. But the trade-off was, I think, the fact that, uh, you know, we, we wanted to prove that, uh, you know, Toronto and Montreal should have uh, picked us years ago. And uh, it uh, so it, uh, you know, it was a little bit, uh, I think, the fact that, you know, we were we were hoping to, to prove. I, I think, you know, the fact that uh, we, you know, we uh, had a, you know, a good team. We we weren't that bad. And I, I think, did I get a hat trick against, uh, I think I did against the Canadians? You, was it you a... got the second hat trick in King's history against the oh. Montreal Canadiens on the okay. night that, that Toe Blake hit a fan over the head with a stick. Oh, oh is that uh, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you... uh, hopefully he hit a Canadian fan and he didn't hit a, <laughs> an L.A. fan. But, uh, you know, those, those days, uh, you know, I, you, you go back and, uh, you know, you think, gee, I'll never forget Jack can't cook. And I can still see him with John Riggins after, uh, what do you call it, Washington won the, the Super Bowl uh, with his arm around uh, Riggins saying, my son, my son. And Jack would get so excited. And I know that night he was down in the locker room with his arm around me saying, my, my son, my, my son. So Jack Jack loved uh, to be part of the uh, the uh, team, let me tell you. Uh, Lowell, you also scored the game winner in Game 7 versus the Oakland Seals, the LA Kings' first playoff series win. How excited was Jack Ken Cook and the rest of the team after that big goal? <laughs> we, you know, and the worst part was we, we should have been able to go right to the you know uh, the end there it, it, it's funny we you know o- Oakland had, had a good hockey team too and it was a, a strange you know situation uh, playing back and forth between you know, Oakland and L- you know LA uh, there are different different types of uh, communities and the the rink kind of all by itself out in the middle of nowhere there in 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 Oakland whereas in LA we're we're right beside the uh, what do you call it the uh, the uh, the racetrack and uh, everything else, so it was a different uh, environment uh, altogether. But L, you know, L.A. As I say, we 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 were a pretty goddamn good hockey team. It, it just we we didn't quite go as far as uh, we should have. And I'm trying to remember, was that the year we lost to uh, Minnesota in the seventh game in in L.A. or not? Uh, Dave, it's hard. Whether it was that was the second year that, that I, I think was, it was there. A, yeah, I think it was the second year. Okay, but you know, we we had had good goaltending uh, and and a real good hockey team. And as you know from watching the world the World Cup, uh, good goaltending can sometimes carry you a long, long, long way. And uh, it uh, it it was you know, as I say, it was exciting to be there. It was different, uh, and uh, uh, we had two young children, two young boys, and uh, you know they they were I would just say glassy eyed about all the things we, down to Disneyland and up to Hollywood and what have you. They were too young to realize, you know, I don't mean how lucky they were, uh, you know, growing up in a small town in Nova Scotia. Uh, the chances of getting to to Los Angeles and seeing those things were few and far between, and, and here we were out there, and uh, they, you know, they they enjoyed their their three years in you know in L.A. There. You mentioned your goaltenders at the time, and in that that first season, Terry Sawchuk and Wayne Rutledge uh, shared uh, sp- the yeah shared the duties yeah. in goal. What can you do? You have any recollection or, or stories you can share about either one of those guys? And I know goaltenders 
can be uh, a little <laughs> crazy, nuanced. Or okay, Jesse says crazy. We'll go with crazy. Anything stand out about either one of those and, two guys? And and times haven't changed. Let me tell no, you. No, that's uh, for sure. That's for sure. It uh, they uh, the, the term we always used to use was they're a little flaky. But the yeah. trade-off was, you know, I, I had played with Terry. Uh, you know, I was in Detroit for, uh, you know, part of three years, up and down between the farm team and what. I, and I can never, never forget. You know, in Canada, there was a magazine called McLean's Magazine. Yeah. I'll never forget. They had it front page of McLean's Magazine as a kid growing up. That was before uh, they had a picture of Terry uh, with all the cuts that he had on his face uh, from being, you know, in those days, no, no mask in the early days. And I forget how many, 200 and some stitches, I think it was, but Terry was a good one. Let me tell you, he, he, uh, you know, could play Wayne, uh, you know, was a late kind of a late, uh, you know, uh, developer and got a good chance out there and played, played well for us uh, there. Uh, So, it you know as I say with with the old experienced guy and and the new guy trying to get the the job full full time it it was a good relationship and and they they you know they played very very well uh, the uh, you know the, the two of them but but Terry came from the old school and uh, Wayne was new school so it was a different uh, a different pair. Talk about your coach too at the time, Red Kelly, a, a gentleman who won eight Stanley Cups. What kind of impact did he have on, on you guys in the locker room and on the ice? Well, uh, I'm hoping that Red will make it out. I I owe my career, uh, you know, to Red. Uh, you know, I know uh, we had, an, you know, just uh, part of three years there in Detroit, but we had a nice relationship there. And then I had the years in L.A. And then when he went to Pittsburgh, uh, you know, he stuck with me for the first two years in Pittsburgh when I really didn't play a game. I, I had six knee operations on my left knee, and nobody, I swear nobody would have stuck uh, with me the, the way he, he did. He, he's an extremely classy guy, and he's a great motivator, He uh, and everybody respected him because, you know, geez, he was one heck of a hockey player, uh, great defenseman. And then possibly even a better center. You'll have arguments back and forth both ways. But you know, for to switch from from the old days when defensemen weren't thought of as being, you know, offensive hockey players, you know, to becoming one of the better centermen. Uh, you know, those number of years that he was with the uh, the Leafs there in, in Toronto. Uh, you know, he he just, but he never ever how would you say it said you know we did it this way this is the way you know red's concept was look you play your game and we'll everybody will mesh around you uh, it's uh, you can't change everybody to fit one style of play and red, red would let you you play uh and so, as I say, I, I'm I'm very very hopeful that uh, I'll get a chance. Uh, I don't know if I ever said thank you to to Red the way I should have said thank you, but uh, as I say, nobody would have stuck with me uh, the way Red did. And, I, and then I had, you know, uh, six pretty good years until the knee got hurt again, and then I limped through the last year and a half. But the trade-off was uh, I, you know, I I can't ever say thank you enough, uh, you know, to Red. To, to saving my my career. 
you, you won the Masterton Trophy in 72-73 for uh, perseverance and dedication to hockey. Uh, in addition to the knee injury, I understand that you had uh, issues with flying that Red, oh. <laughs> that Red Kelly helped you through as well. Are you well, still uh, still a difficult poor, flyer? Poor, poor Red tried real hard. Uh, they wanted me to go see a psychiatrist, and I said, geez, I, I just drive them crazy. Uh, I, I was a real bad flyer, uh, d- d- just... And it got to the point where it was effect, affecting the, uh, you know, the children. Uh, the older boy, Lowell, uh, who works for the Penguins uh, there now as their television producer, uh, he, he had a real tough time because I, I just was, you know, struggling real bad to, to hang in there and be able to make, the, you know, the, uh, the trips. And finally, that third year came, and I had a bad flight to training camp, uh, you know, red, red was gone, but uh, I had the bad flight, and then I said, ah, oh, I just can't do it. Uh, and then, you know, I set out the first, uh, m- most of the, the season, I went back to college and finished up my Bachelor of Arts degree at St. Mary's University in Halifax, and then the Kings kept, you know, calling. Uh, finally, they got me to fly to Springfield, which was their farm team. I would fly from Halifax to Boston drive over to Springfield, I would play two games on the weekend, fly back, be in class first <laughs> first thing Monday morning. Uh, and, and I did that for eight, eight weekends, and, and, and the Kings treated, treated us very, very well, uh, you know, to do that. And, and then Red called that summer and said, look, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh we're flying 40,000 miles. Uh, you know, out in L.A. we're flying 100." Uh, he said, how about giving it a try again? And I said, well, Red, the flights, you know, to to Boston from Halifax weren't too bad. And and I said, you know, I, I, I guess, I, you know, it's hard to get it out of your system. And I said, I, I'd be willing, you know, to get, give it a try again. The bad part was, as I say, I got hurt at training camp and just had the knee operations one after the other after the other. And, uh, you know, for two years, I, I, I never played a game. I dressed for the first 10, but never, never re- really was a, of any uh, value because the knee was killing me. But so red, uh, and, and the flying go, go hand in hand. He, he tried re- real hard. And, uh, but boy, oh boy, when you've got that fear of flying, it's, uh, it's an awful thing. Your other son, uh, Lane, attended Harvard University set multiple scoring records, uh, won the Hobie Baker, <laughs> and uh, even played in the Olympics. Do you think that you going back to get your degree uh, had any influence on his uh, dedication to education? And, and Well, both boys. Lowell played at Colgate University, so they played against each other. Uh, there's no question that both my wife and I, you know, valued the education. Uh, and I, I, I had gone... Uh, nine summers uh, before that one year when I had to give it up uh, from the flying. But I I had gone summer after summer. I thought I was going to get a pension from uh, the (laughs) colleges here in Nova Scotia. I'd run a hockey school and go to uh, classes uh, in in between, uh, you know, shifts on the ice with with the kids. But the trade-off was, I, I, I think there's no question that they both realized you know, that both Joyce and I really valued, uh, you know, the importance of, of a strong education. But, uh, you know, Lowell was a little different hockey player. He was, uh, you know, uh, 
smaller and uh, you know centerman and quick with the puck and and what have you lane uh you know had had great wheels uh possibly one of the best skaters bob johnson said uh, the only guy he'd ever seen that could skate as well as Lane was Paul Coffey, uh, which was a, a nice, uh, how would you say it, uh, mm. uh, r- remark. But mm-hmm. uh, the boys uh, appreciated it, got their uh, degrees, uh, one from Colgate, the other from Harvard, and then Lane went out to, uh, what do you call it, uh, 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 what do you call it, Stan- Stanford, in, uh, you know, in, in uh, San Francisco area there. And, and got his uh, what do you call it degree in business uh, f- from there. So uh, they they're both doing well, and and uh, so we're we're very grateful. Let me tell you. You referenced the number of uh, Hall of Fame players that you got a chance to play with. Of all of them, which one uh, was the most fun to play with? <laughs> you know, I I have said to people for years that Gordy was perhaps the greatest athlete who ever lived bar none uh he he could do everything it just every, whether it was a golf club or throwing a football or hitting a bas or a baseball down at the tiger stadium with lk line he was just you know a freak of nature to be honest with you he he just everything came so easy to him for a kid who grew up on a farm out in the middle of you know uh, the, the country there and so, you know, I just, uh, he was the guy that, uh, you know, how would you say it? Uh, I would have to say uh, I was so in awe of his ability. Now, he he could get a little upset out there, let me tell you. And uh, you, you didn't want to, how would you say it, cross him or, or later on cross his two sons. But let me let me tell you, he, he was unbelievable how good a hockey player he was. He and, and, you know, when Gretzky came along, it was a different type of, you know, a game and a different type of hockey player. And, uh, you know, I guess I would have to say I never had a chance to play with or against uh, Wayne. But from watching him, his ability to see the ice was uh, something that, you you know, you just have to marvel at. It's so hard to tell kids uh, when they're running hockey schools, look, your eyes your eyes are your most important thing. You don't just look at the puck. You look everywhere else so that you know what you're going to do with the puck when it comes to you. But it's a hard thing to teach. And as I say, Gretzky, a different type of uh, player, but perhaps if I had to uh, put, you know, two people, you know, I would say those are the two pedestals that I I would uh, have. Lowell McDonald and Original King. Thanks for doing this, Lowell. We appreciate your time. No problem, Dave. We're look, looking forward to seeing you in uh, L.A. before too long. You can read and hear each weekly interview featuring a different Kings alum by visiting lakings.com news. For half a century, the Los Angeles Kings have been bringing excitement, passion, and Stanley Cup glory to Southern California delighting our deeply loyal fan base by being a leader in incredible events and employing the greatest players in NHL history. The legacy continues as we celebrate our 50th anniversary, striving for innovation in a constant pursuit of excellence with a first-class commitment to our fans and partners and with an unmatched pledge to improving our community. We are all Kings.